he's yes. just he's just I mean, finally inceptioned himself to think it's a good idea. <laughs> so we've just come around to where fair. to where he likes my idea. Is that how you get me to do anything? I guess that's what I should start doing, huh? <laughs> Hello, friends of the situation, and welcome back to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm Matt. And here we are once again. It is swelteringly hot outside. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard. It's 30 degrees. I got out of the car at work and thought, hmm, it's kind of nice out, because it was 35 <laughs> instead of about negative 10. I was going to say, I when it's mad. when it's been zero, 30 it feels like... It felt so good, and I was pissed about it. 30 feels like Miami. I mean, it's only about 30 degrees in Miami, so. Yeah. So what's going on? How's things? What'd you do this week? Uh, I mean, I went back to work, and we made it through. Uh, interviewed a guy that makes chairs, interviewed a girl that paints skateboards. I went shopping with my mom and my brother on Saturday. We hit the mall uh, all day. Before he had to go back to college. Wah. Nerds still in school. Way. Book learning. <laughs> we got ice the other day. There was like a layer of ice on everything. Uh, like I had to chisel my car out. And it wasn't even like you, could, you couldn't even scrape the windshield. You had to break the ice and then like, <laughs> like push chunks of ice off of the car. You mean with a pickup line? You had to break the ice? Oh my gosh. I hate you so much. All the time. How much does a polar bear weigh? That's the best one. That is the best one. Um, yeah, I, I've never had to scrape ice like that before in my life. Yeah. it Again, not even scrape ice. We had to chisel the ice. Yeah. There's still like a layer of ice on everything, but now there's standing water on top of it. So that's fun, too. Oh, it's going to freezing rain tomorrow. Oh, that's fun. So we'll see if I go to work or not. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been getting pretty... I guess they, they're saying we're supposed to get snow again this weekend. Oh, it's going to be 60 degrees on Thursday also, what? which means I get to get sick this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> a mess. I can't... It's when it changes up or down real big like that, that's when yep. I get sick. So look forward to that. Yep. Uh, speaking of this weekend, uh, well, I guess last weekend my band played at Annabelle's, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to New Rangers and Illuminations for jamming with us. It was also, like, zero degrees. But people came out. I was amazed that there were anyone there. Like, I literally figured it was going to be you and Beth and Becca. And, the and other Beth band. didn't even come. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks, everyone, for hanging out, and thanks for Annabelle's for having us. We're playing this Friday at Aqueduct, which it's going to be passed by the time. I need to get up on my plugs. So how about this? January 26th uh, at Empire in Akron uh, with the new Rangers again. That'll be a good show. It's that place is supposed to be, like, real hip. Come chill with me and my mom and pop. Oh, yeah, I forgot your parents are coming. I'm, like, fine with your parents coming. If my parents ever come to anything, I'm not going to be able to go on stage. Remember when they came to George's? Yeah, but I didn't have to sing then. Oh, if it, like, I don't know what it is, I have a crippling fear of singing in front of my parents. Like, I'm not sure if I could ever do it. Like, I might have to ask them to leave. I think you would just have to do it once, and then it would be over, and you'd be fine. They, they casually made fun of me for singing for so long that I'm just super self-conscious about it. And that's, like, probably part of the reason it took me so long to sing in the first place. Then you just have to ask them to not do that. Well, they don't now, but they did for a long time, and now it's... If you haven't realized yet, once one little seed of something is planted in my brain, it's pretty much stuck there forever. It grows into a beautiful grand tree. It's like why I can't have balloons, and... The balloon story. And, like, that one time when we are I was at, like, VBS, and we were painting with pudding, and somebody stuck my hand in pudding... Like, that ruined my life for sticky things and, like, I have a few stuff questions. in my hand. What? One, painting with pudding. You always told me it was finger paint. I was told that it was pudding. My mother says it was pudding. I have a few more questions. 
Why? Why what? Pudding. I don't know. Why? I don't know. Why wouldn't they give you paint? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I, I'm not sure. Here, paint a picture with this thing that doesn't stick to the paper and will get all over everything and never dry. I, yeah, I, know, I don't know. I'm very confused. Is it some kind of Jesus thing? Was Jesus in the Maybe. pudding? <laughs> it's like Jesus the wine is, is his blood right. and the bread is his body, so what is the pudding? His brain? Yeah. I got it. I got this whole church thing figured out now. All right. I had a golden tweet not too long ago where I said... Jesus or God created the world so that he would have someone to sell his self-published book to. <laughs> and I think I can quit comedy now. That's pretty good. Yeah. Ivy's really good at Twitter. You best believe it. I'm I'm really bad at Twitter. I have like shining moments of brilliance like bookended by several weeks of dumb. Um I don't think we talked about this, but for 2 or 3 months I was finding, like, oil splotches on paper. Um, some of them would be, like, small little marks, and some of them were, were like, like two-inch round puddles that would, like, seep through three pages. And it was driving me nuts because it was, like, getting on my podcast notebook and it was getting on my songwriting notebook. And I was, like, finding these marks on everything, and it was driving me crazy. And, like, every time a new one would come up, I, like, slipped further into insanity about it. And it wasn't even that it was happening. It's that I didn't know what it was. Like, I thought for a while the cat was, like, getting on something and then standing on my stuff and, like, or peeing on it. Or Ivy thought it was my pens for a long time. I still think it could have been. It's not. I figured out. I know what it is. I'm saying I think it was a valid idea. Yeah, it was. Um, but what it actually is, is my headphones, because uh, I have, like, greasy hair and, like, wear them to play guitar, and I guess sweat on them a lot, and it, like, collects grease, and so when you put them down on something, it, like, squeegees out into the, and it's disgusting. Squeegees? And I need to figure out how to clean it. I mean, I'm still wearing them right now, but I just can't set them on anything. Don't they make, like, wipes for that? Maybe. I think they do. Mystery Solved. I was paid a high compliment today by a stranger on the internet. Would you like to hear what happened? Yes, I would. Nary an hour or so ago. Uh, somebody, I have my Instagram, like, public, and somebody followed me. Usually they, like, like your pictures before they do things like this. I say this like it happens all the time. It's happened to me, like, a couple times before, but not really. Usually somebody will, like, spam you with a bunch of likes and, like, comment to just try and get you to follow them back. Mm-hmm. But what happened today was some dude followed me and then sent me, like, a message request. And, like, you can look at them before you, like, accept the message to, like, open it up to talk to them. And I haven't done it, and I won't. But he said, you're pretty sure, which I'm trying, I'm thinking he thinks, he said, like, you're pretty girl or, like, you're something. He said, you're pretty sure. And I don't know exactly what that was supposed to be. But then he just wrote a second message that just says, queen (laughs) and i'm like you're damn straight i'm the queen that is my title can we answer it and make it a segment like well let's just keep talking to this guy and make it a segment on the podcast that would be pretty funny what's his name i don't know oh some guy we'll come up with a code name yeah that that might that might be fun um so yesterday was monday and I had the most Mondayest Monday I've ever had in my life, and I will give you several examples. Thusly, uh, I sold a couple of speakers at the store. I grabbed the wrong boxes for these speakers twice. Like I had to get on a ladder and get them off of a high shelf, and I got the wrong ones twice. Uh, I went to leave for lunch and took a turn too quick, and my amp was still in my trunk, and it like fell all over the place. Um, besides the fact I had to chip my car out of ice in the morning, um, the worst one was I go to leave work and I'm driving home and my phone makes a funny noise and I'm like, I've never heard my phone make that noise before. And then I'm on the highway and it does it again and I look over and I have a work phone in my passenger seat because when I went to go to lunch, it was still in my pocket. So I just threw it on the seat, not thinking about it. And then went back to work, and it was still out there, and now I still have a phone in my car, and it beeps at me. I had to unplug the battery. I was driving around today, and I had to unplug the battery, because it just kept beeping, and it was driving me crazy. 
What a day, huh? Yeah, that was, it was very Monday. Monday? No. Bah. That wasn't a good one. No. We went to the record store. I got some banging records. We had some good finds that day. We did. I was amazed. I found Humble Pie Live and Rock and Roll Animal by Lou Reed and The Slider by T-Rex, which is insane, all in the dollar bin. You find the best stuff in the dollar bin. I'll, I'll stand by that. Like, forever. It's a magical place. It is. Where um, treasures go to, to hide for you. Yes. I also found an original copy of Obscured by Clouds by Pink Floyd, which is pretty killer. I've seen two of those ever, and the last one was $40. So I paid 20 for that one, which is more than I wanted to, but pre-Darkside, Pink Floyd stuff's really hard to find. Uh, Not so that too was, bad. Yeah. Not too shabby. Um, I'm trying to read some more. I restarted the Pete Townsend autobiography. I guess it's a memoir. I've been trying to read this book for like three years and have started it on now three separate occasions. Uh, But I decided that I'm going to try to read more this year. And so I sat down and banged out like 100 pages just now. You're a fast reader. I must not like be retaining anything. That must. I'm just Give like, me a summary of those 100 pages. I'm not going to do that. It'll be super boring. And I'm going to... Well, I've been working on some new songs as well. And so that's fun. I wrote a really just like generic stoner rock riff. And I texted like the band Slack and I'm like, I just wrote a really stonery riff. Like, how do we feel about this? So is this something I should pursue? And Nate responds with, it's like the third most generic stone or rock riff behind Seven Nation Army and this other song I just wrote, so go for it. And I was <laughs> like, all right, that's that's fair. Um, I'm also going to try to start recording outro music uh, for our podcast. We have the little theme song there, but I'm going to try to record like a little ditty at the end. Um, I'm going to try to do a unique one for every episode. Woo-hoo. I'm saying it now on here. So you, so you can, have to be responsible Yeah, you for have it. to hold me to it. If it's not there, you have to be like, what the crap, Matt? Hopefully I'm going to do those. There's our, our next t-shirt, what the crap, Matt. Yeah. Uh, I have, I'm really excited, though. I have all these, like, really stupid names for songs, and they wouldn't make it any sense on anything besides, like, instrumental bits, and so I'm going to name all the songs, all these really wacky one of them is, it's going to have to be exceptionally funky, but it's called Baby Ray Gets the Pink String. It's a, <laughs> it sounds like, like a funk jazz tune. Yeah. Or Ray Gets the Pink String or something like that, and that's going to be that's gonna be one of them. That's pretty good. That's about all that's going on with me. Is there anything else going on with you? Uh, no, nothing besides more blog posts coming soon. Yeah, check out Ivy's blog. I read the post the other day. I liked it. It was very good. Thank you. I'm not just saying that because we're on tape. I'm trying to make it... My my angle is that all of it's going to be funny, but not, like, making fun of that kind of blog. Just, like, I'm just going to be funny, mm-hmm. which is basically just being me. Yeah. But... What is it? Ivy June blog? At WordPress or dot .wordpress.com. Yes. Go look at that. Every Thursday. New post. You have a new podcast every Monday and a new blog post every Thursday. Looky hey at that. Just your your whole, I guess, two meals a week of sleeping two situationness. And you can live right off of it. Right. I have to start putting up songs, and we'll just we'll just get you. Get you I think all we should do more songs. I think we should too. We have a band, me and Ivy do. It's called Spy Movie. We've done nothing ever. That's. But, Incorrect. I, mean, I wrote a whole song, the only song I've ever written, because every song I write is bad. I mean, I think every song I write is bad. But, all right, should we go on to the next little segment? <clears throat> so this is the the mini segment. This is questions Ivy asked about our cat, Ray. Uh, we got some good ones this week. I'm excited. Number one, do you think Kitty talks to herself, or is she always talking to us? I think she talks to herself. I think so, too. Because sometimes she's in, like, the other room and just howling away. Yes, sometimes. Um, number two. Do you think Kitty knows she's fuzzy? Mm, I think so. I mean, she knows what she feels like because she licks herself. Yes. But in comparison to us, I don't know if she realizes that she is more fuzzy than we are. I don't know. Uh, number three. 
Do you think Kitty says words, or does she just say, hey? Ah. I think she says words. I think she has Kitty words. The last question I would like to promote, or I'd like to provide a little bit of context to. Ray is standing in the kitchen. Ivy is standing slightly outside of the kitchen. Ivy goes to reach for Ray. Ray runs across the room screaming. Ivy looks at me and says, what is the chicken's purpose? Now, you didn't really do the right amount of explanation there to say that my favorite bit is to refer to the cat as a different animal every time I talk about her. Okay. Like, look at this little baby raccoon I found. And when she sits like a little loaf, she also kind of looks like a chicken, so I call her the chicken sometimes. And that's why I said that. Yes. It's my favorite cat quote, and as far as I'm concerned, we can end this segment forever on that one. What is the chicken's purpose? It's your segment. All right, let's go on then. Uh, It's Ivy's favorite segment. It's your favorite segment. Things of the week. Things of the week. Bop. You go first this time. All right, I will. Things of the week. Uh, A new band. I I guess they're not a new band. They're a band that's been around for a minute that I just discovered called Minus the Bear. They were playing in the record store the other day, and I was like, this is pretty dope. Uh, Kind of math-rocky, but still kind of groovy. Uh, Definitely some cool stuff. I put Stevie Wonder on there. He should be the thing every week. But we listened to, for once in my life, the album the other day, and it's so good. It's my favorite Stevie song. Did you know that? I think you told me that. I don't know if it's my favorite Stevie song. It's pretty banging. I would have to think about it. Top five Stevie Wonder songs. I thought Isn't She Lovely is your favorite Stevie song. No. All right. I like that one, but... I wrote down New Rangers and Illuminations. Thanks again for playing with us. They're both killer bands. Our friends. Our friends. Uh, Twining's English Breakfast Tea. Twining's is the best tea company. It's, yes, it is. Uh, my my breakfast tea brand of choice. Also, Wheat Thins and Fudge Stripe Cookies. Things of the week. My things of the week include the store Box Lunch. If you've never heard of it, it's a little bit like if Hot Topics stopped trying to be so edgy and dark and emo. It's like the good stuff from Hot Topic all in one place. So, like, all the little, like types of media you like so there's a disney section and there's a harry potter section there's a old nickelodeon like rugrats and rocco's modern life and stuff like that section all the different like little things that you could be like interested in they have like shirts and t-shirts and merchandise and stuff for so it's really just cool everything you like you can find something of it in there and i bought the greatest shirt of all time ever made and i will never have a better shirt than the shirt i bought because it is Made to look like like a tour merchandise shirt for Powerline's 95 tour. And you all know, if you are listeners of the podcast, that Eye to Eye is probably my favorite song in the world. And I love Powerline, and so it's really cool to have like a fake tour shirt with him on it. So I will probably wear that underneath every outfit I have on for the rest of my <laughs> life. Till the end of time. But because the cool thing about Box Lunch is that for... Every certain amount of dollars you spend, they donate money to, like, a Meals on Wheels kind Mm. of thing. So it's also, like, charity at the same time, which makes me a lot cooler about paying how much I did for a T-shirt than I did for a T-shirt. But, uh, so that was awesome. My next thing of the week is The Exchange, and I think that chain in particular is, like, a Northeast Ohio thing. I think it is, too. But other places have places like it. I've heard it called, like, buybacks or places like that that have um, lots of... Tons of movies and video games and music and stuff, but a lot of it is, like, older console games and, like, VHS tapes and DVDs of, like, older movies and things like that uh, that you can't find as easily, like, not on the internet. Mm -hmm. So it's a really fun place to wander around in and see all the old stuff they have and see how expensive Mario Kart is on GameCube to buy or things like that. They had tons of Sega Genesis and stuff when we were in Mm -hmm. recently, which is I always like to look at them because I want to buy another one now because I'm sad mine is gone. So the exchange is fun. They had Paper Mario in the box. I didn't even look what the price was. I'm sure it was like a billion dollars. (laughs) It was I was I've seen them at like 80. Yeah, that sounds fair, which is nuts. And my final thing of the week this week is the episode of Drake and Josh where uh, 
Josh is accused of stealing Crazy Steve's enchilada because I made enchiladas for dinner, and it only made me think of the part where he's chasing him around the movie theater going, you ate my enchilada! Things of the week. How good is that show? Underrated, honestly. I saw a theory. My theory? What? That Crazy Steve is Spencer from iCarly. Maybe. My theory is that before Carly came to live with him, he was living in... They're from uh, San Diego, is where yeah. Drake and Josh live. That he was living in San Diego trying to make it as an artist. Spencer Shea was. And he was he had to get a day job at the movie theater. But he was so like disenfranchised by the fact that he couldn't make it as a full-time artist. That he didn't want to be like known as himself at work. So he created the Crazy Steve persona and acted like a crazy person to let all his emotions out while mm-hmm. he was working at the movie theater. But then he would go home and be a sculpture artist like he is in at Carly. But then he moved back to Seattle when the parents said that Carly had to move in with him. And then iCarly happens. Mm. They're the same person. Let's go on to the next segment. So if you recall several weeks ago, um, we did a review of the 1975 album. What's it called, Matt? Do you remember? Um, I love you when you sleep for you're so beautiful and yet so unaware. Close. It's close enough. I like it when you sleep. For you are so beautiful, yet so unaware. I got one word wrong. No, you got a handful of words wrong. <clears throat> you were very close for as complicated and pretentious as it is. Yeah. So that was an album that Ivy picked for us to review because I'd never listened to it and she thought I would hate it. So That's not why I picked it. Okay. At all. Anyway. I thought you would have words, but I thought you would enjoy some of it, and I was right. Yeah. I did enjoy some of it. A, a small f- percentage. So we figured it would be fun this week for me to pick an album that Ivy's never heard that I figured she would have strong opinions on. And I decided to be a little bit nice and at least pick something that has lyrics and it's not just like Bebop or something. Um, So for this week... Do you listen to Bebop? Yeah. Mm, Okay. So the album that I decided to pick for this little this little adventure was the 1977 Pink Floyd album Animals, uh, which Ivy is, I'm sure, never willingly listened to. I don't believe so. Cool. I think this was my first time. Yeah, and I sort of I picked that one because it was a little more lofty, but there's also no songs on it that are ever played on the radio, so there's no, you have no preconceived notions of this one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's probably the only Pink Floyd, well, that's not true. So, what did you think? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear your opinions. I did enjoy it. There wasn't anything that I was like, bleh, about. Um, it was a big long jam that could have been almost one song. Uh, but it was a nice sound, and I really liked the vocals. Yeah. I thought they were really nice. I didn't really understand why, what the animals had to do with anything. It's there a little bit, but it's not, it's not like... It's a strong resemblance that's there a little bit. (sighs) I, I get it, but I don't know that it was that strong. It's not like... Like a musical version of the book. It's, no. It's influenced by it a lot. In that it has the word pig in it? I mean, but that's <laughs> that's what that song is about, though. Well, for one thing, I've never read the book. How dare right. you? I'm not sure you'd like it. It gets a little bit... It gets a little too I mean, it's very allegorical. Yeah. But that was my biggest, like, I just didn't really understand where the whole animal theme was fitting mm. with everything because it would be mentioned and then he would move on to something that felt really different. Mm. I just didn't really understand what I was supposed to think of that. Mm. I don't know if you're supposed to think too much about it. It's there as, as sort of like a device that he, he like springboards off of. I mean, like I said, it's not like a concept album based on the book. It, it's remotely similar is this something that is known or something that you interpret? No, that's something that's widely accepted. Okay. That it, it has ties to that book. Um, and, and sort of the, the roles of the animals in the book are sort of what he portrays in the songs. Okay. Like dogs are like the police. 
Right. And pigs are like the ruling class and sheep are like the people. Right. I get that. That sort of thing. Like, I can say that I picked up something like that, Mm. but... One of the other reasons... I wanted to do a Pink Floyd one because I know Ivy's not like a Pink Floyd person. Um, But one of the reasons I wanted to do this one, besides the fact that none of this ever gets played on the radio, is that because there's only five songs on this album, and two of them are little two-minute snippets uh, at the beginning and the end. Uh, So how how did you feel about three 11-plus-minute songs? Um, I didn't hate it for a while, and most of them, it felt like, all right, I've heard this. Mm. It, this is, like, more, you know, spacey guitar solos and stuff, which I didn't dislike, but after a while, I, I not checked out, but, like, mm. I could let my wi- mind wander a little bit, and I wasn't really missing anything, I mm. felt like. But... Uh, the snippet songs, I like better than the other songs. Yeah, they're very short and very sweet. Yes. Um, Which I figured you would fight me on. No, I, li- I like those too. And I like that they're very major chordy, like not nearly love songs, but sort of sentimental kind of songs. Yeah. Bookending this Acoustic-y, very... Yeah. Nice, like... Nice to listen to. Yeah, they're bookending a very sort of angry, cynical... Spacey kind of... Heavy kind of album, which I think is kind of cool. I will agree, it is a little bit easy to check out. Because it it was such like a jam. It was just a jam sesh. Dogs especially. Yeah. is, Is the longest track, which I think is about 17 minutes. Was it really that long? Um... It didn't feel that long, to be honest, but... Yeah, Dogs is 17 minutes. Um, well, to its credit, it didn't feel quite that long, mm-hmm. which a 17-minute song, I can imagine ones that do feel that long, and yeah. you're like, oh, God. There were... I, I would get to the middle, and I was like, all right, we're jamming. More solos. More synth. More yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the synth interlude but, in there is, is... It always loses me a little bit. I didn't dislike it, necessarily, mm-hmm. though. Okay. Like, I was never like, I wish this was over. Yeah. Um, so, this one, it is a little bit harsher. Um, you know, Roger Waters has always sort of been pretty cynical, um, lyrically. Um, but this one takes on a little bit angrier of a of a cynical tone. Like, even Wish You Were Here is, is sort of, it's a little bit sentimental, and then has this sort of cynical... Um, like look at the way things are, but like that one's sort of their "We Hate the Music Business" album. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this one is more in your face, kind of angry. A thought I had during the dogs mm-hmm. song was that there were some of the chords over the top that felt a little bit like friendlier, but then. As soon as it would play one of those kind of nice, more like majory chords, mm-hmm. it would like turn around and be kind of like dark again, mm-hmm. which was interesting to me that there was like this like kind of happier thing over the top that kept getting like subverted, like you couldn't like mm-hmm. stick with it because the scary stuff would come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I thought that the little bookendy songs reminded me of Wish You Were Here. Yes, they made me think of it. Yeah, the, the same the, kind of the, feeling to that the like the the music part. Yeah, and yeah, they have that wish you were here kind of vibe. Sweet is what I kept saying. Sweet, yes. This album I don't think is nearly accessible as say Dark Side or even Wish You Were Here um because it is so angry and there are such mm-hmm. lofty tunes on it. Um, you know, if if you're not down with dogs, you're stuck with it for another 17 minutes. And so, you know, it could be, it's pretty easy to get turned off to this one, I think. Um, I kind of surprised myself that it's not my new favorite song, but I really, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I mean, a nice, I guess a nice thing about the way that they're written is that these are 17 minute songs. 10-minute songs, 13-minute songs, and they keep you at least mostly intrigued. Yeah. Like, you don't completely space out. But I think I like this one a lot because it it hits 
peak angriness before you're like, all right, calm down. Which yeah. is, is how I feel a lot about The Wall, which is the album right after this one. Um, and this album, the tour that they were doing on this album sort of spurned The Wall. Um, if you don't know anything about Pink Floyd history, is they got like too popular and they were playing stadium shows. Like this is a band that started out playing dinky basement clubs. Mm-hmm. like psychedelic things and it was like a really intimate thing now they're playing stadiums where they can't see anyone yeah and he just got like super yeah cynical and, and felt really detached from the audience and then got real mad and wrote this big long thing that everyone says is the best pink floyd album which i disagree with it's too angry for too long no album needs to be a double <laughs> album doesn't need the a- matt warner motto the movie is not good um it's okay. <laughs> it's not good. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, I wrote down that Dogs has a very Matt Warner rhyme scheme in that most of it doesn't rhyme, but some <laughs> of it almost does. I mean... Also helpful that the lyrics were on the sleeve. Yes. Because I was glad I had it to look at. Because I couldn't quite follow everything he was saying. Like, I couldn't... My brain wasn't keeping up, because obviously it was my only and first listen through. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at it while... I also liked, I know in Dogs, they do, like, part of it is, is David singing and part of it is Roger singing. Mm-hmm. And that, like, two-voice thing, I think, is, is pretty unique. Because mm-hmm. um, they do have pretty different voices, um, even though David is singing a little bit snarlier on this one than he has been. Um, a couple more things that I just wrote down. Probably my favorite... Pink Floyd album art. Like, one of my favorite album covers ever, I think. It is a cool cover. I do like that. Like, I've considered buying, like, another copy just to hang up on the wall, because I like it. Or I've seen, like, um, they've done, like, wide-shot poster frames. There's, like, a rail yard in front of that. It's like a whole landscape oh. with the factory sort of in the middle. I thought always thought that was cool. Uh-huh. Um, what else can I say? The guitar solo in Pigs is probably is like one of my favorite Gilmore guitar solos. It's yeah. ripping. And there's like three of them in there in there. It's very like dramatic and I felt very like soundtracky mm. to me. At least the middle three songs there. Yeah. I felt like they they were very like cinematic feeling. Yeah. Like I I could picture I don't know, some kind of montage going. Right. And that's sort of what they were going for at the time was the big stage production mm-hmm. and, and you know, the big light shows and that sort of thing. So it was kind of like a storytelly song in that way to me, at least. Yeah, the whole album sort of feels like that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it, it sort of hits that without being overbearing. And I think that's where I, the wall falls short for me is that it's way too obvious that that's what they're trying to do and make this big, like, concept album and stuff. A thumbs down on the concept album from you? Not a fan of concept albums. I mean, there are several good ones, but mostly it's like, all right, we get it. You like Tommy, don't you? It's fine. (laughs) It's not my favorite Who album, for sure. Overall impressions and rating. That I liked it more than I expected to. The long songs didn't bother me too much that they just happened to be mm-hmm. that long. So for me, who's not like used to listening to things like that, that says something that it was okay for me to listen to. Um, some of it felt a little bit like they were just trying to do a lot, and so it was it was just hard to like figure out what it what I was supposed to be feeling mm. or what I was supposed to be getting out of it because I couldn't tell you like any kind of like message or something that I really got out of listening to it. But I was going in knowing that it was kind of a concept album, mm. almost kind of. So I don't know if I was just looking too hard. Mm. But I, personal preference, like 6 out of 10. Mm. Would listen again, but wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah. Because um, it was like a cool jam. Mm-hmm. And I liked some of the grooves, and I liked some of the guitar solos, and some of the vocal stuff. Mm-hmm. But... Just wouldn't be my first choice if I was going to throw a record on. Mm-hmm. It's one of my more favorite Pink Floyd albums, but it, I have to be in a mood to listen to it because it, it does border 
angry on on the border of preachy. Lofty is is a good yeah, like that's a good word. They're trying really hard to cut a seventeen minute song. Like, is all this stuff in there really necessary? Um, you know, especially mm-hmm. dogs. I think is is the longest track, but it could have been twelve minutes. You know, they could have trimmed it down a little bit and maybe moved along a little bit better. Sure. Um, I just, I wish I had a more emotional reaction to it because it was mm. just so much stuff and so much, like, drama that I just, like, I don't know. I just didn't get much out of it, I feel. Mm. My sort of complaint with later Pink Floyd and Roger Waters stuff is it, it takes itself a little bit too seriously. Like, this is this is a... A pot smoking band from the sixties that got a little bit too ambitious. <laughs> um, but I just I think this one still works. I mean, but, have you ever listened to Dark Side? Uh yeah. I was gonna say because that should be like your favorite then, but I mean probably like once or twice. Okay. Probably not paying real close attention. I was attention. gonna say <laughs> well you have to pay close attention. We'll smoke a bunch of pot. No. And then lay down on the floor. No. <laughs> Not interested. So you can experience. All right. You didn't give a rating. Um, I'll say like seven and a half. I think that's a pretty fair. Uh, what was your favorite song? The first one. The first one? The very first. Oh, the Pigs on the Wing? Yep. Well, this doesn't count. It barely counts, but all right. Of the middle three, the pig one also. Okay, yeah. That one's my favorite. By the time it got to Sheep, I was kind of like, this is just more of the same. Unfortunately. Yeah. It could have... I felt like I had already heard it. It could have used a a change of tone. Yeah. It was too similar Hmm. to the other, I felt. So there's our review of Animals. Wasn't the best review we've ever done. Don't say that. But, okay. I won't say that. It's an album I, I still really like and, and, you know, stick on to jam to sometimes. All right, let's go on to the next thing. All right, and for our final segment today, we've come to our game, and today we're going to try out for our 20th episode versary. Wow. Let's celebrate with a new game. It's a, it's our fortnight anniversary, Or no. That's not a fortnight. That's 40, isn't it? That's 40 days? Fortnite is two weeks. Oh. <laughs> it's our score versary. score versary. Did you make that up, too? No, is it a score 20? I have no idea. All right. <laughs> Four score? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so the new game has a name, and the name is Uncommon Knowledge. And the way that the game works is this. Matt and I have come up with questions for each other, trivia questions of uncommon knowledge to each other. So I've come up with questions that are about topics that I know a lot about, but that Matt probably doesn't know a lot about, and he has made the same for me. Uh, Basically, we're just going to see who can get the most questions right, using brain power and context clues and educated guessing and peripheral knowledge and see if we've listened to each other talk about things that we like. I I just have this really... Like, looming suspicion that I went too specific? I tried to be fair. I didn't try to be mean. I mean, mine are, like, really trivia-y trivia questions. But, I mean, mine aren't mean. <laughs> but, all right, let's just, let's just do it, and we'll see how it goes. One more note for me to pass along before we start this game is that a couple months ago, I, su- I came up with a very similar suggestion, almost this exact idea for a game. And Matt said, no, I don't think that would be any fun. And then about two weeks ago, Matt came to me and explained the same game back to me again. And I said, do you remember when I told you about that a couple months ago? And you said no. And he said, no, I don't remember. <laughs> so I'm taking the credit. Yes. <laughs> he's just, he's just I mean, finally inceptioned himself to think it's a good idea. <laughs> so we've just come around to where, to where he likes my idea. Is that how you get me to do anything? I guess that's what I should start doing, <laughs> huh? All right. So Matt will keep score, one point for correct answers. Yes. And after five questions, we'll see where we are and see who wins. Yes. And see if we have to go into overtime again. Oh, man. Let's hope not, but we'll see. Who is going to answer first? You can, I'll answer first. You'll answer first? Yes. Okay. For the first question, the topic is soccer. 
Okay. Matt's favorite sport. Sport I played, if you don't know that about me. Uh, so I'm going to give you... They're all multiple choice questions, too, I should say. Yes. So, uh, all of these things are allowed in a soccer game, except... So you are going to tell me the thing from this list that is not allowed in soccer. Okay. A, the goalie can touch the ball uh, with her hands wherever she is on the field. B, a defensive player can score a goal. C, you can pass to your goalie. And D, uh, you can do a front flip when you do a throw-in. Which one of those is actually not allowed in soccer? All of them, but the first one sounded like it was not allowed. Um, I think it's B. Final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Ah. Anybody's allowed to score. Goalie can score. They run up there. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) This is the reason that I said that one. Because... Are you going to say because I was on defense and never scored a goal? Because that makes me feel really great about myself. (laughs) No. I scored two goals in middle school and then never... That's not at all what I was going to say. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. We need need to talk about that once we're... (laughs) Do we need to, like, go see someone? Do you need, do you need help? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is because there's a rule that's, like, and this is this is the thing that nailed the, like, nail or hammered the nail in the coffin for me for soccer, is when you said that if you kick the ball to a teammate and the teammate is on the other side of the opposing teammate, it's illegal. Like, if, if there's no one to, there to... For def- anybody that knows soccer, Matt's trying to explain offsides, which is, like, not an easy thing to explain. But basically, if, you're, if your teammate rule. is passing to you, you can't be farther past the other team's last defender. Because that means you could just stand right in the other team's goal the whole entire game and wait for somebody to go, boop, and kick it to you. So as someone is passing to you, you have to be on the closer side of your, of your side of the field than the last defender. The answer to the question is A, the goalie's not allowed to touch the ball with her hands outside of the 18-yard box. I knew that was a trick that was, I knew it was a trick question. It's not a trick question. It's a trick question. You're I'm allowed a, to do a front flip when I'm you do heated. a throw in. I'm, How does that make you feel? I don't care about that. The I'm, rule I'm is, heated that you threw a trick question at me. That's not a trick question. I have a I have a trick question and I'm gonna throw it at you. It's that's not unfair a, because that was just a question. <laughs> How is that a trick question? It but was you one knew, of the you knew you were, it was going to trap me because I know that that's, the goalies can touch the ball with their hands. Did, and so. The trick was you had to listen to the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. <clears throat> All right. Question number one The topic is classic cars. No! <laughs> All right. I'll so, try. The Chevrolet Corvette for one year. And one year only, the hardtop version featured a split rear window. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So, okay, the rear window? Yeah. It had, a, like, a post up the middle. Yeah, okay. I'll show you a picture. I mean, I understand. Okay. Okay. What year was that? <laughs> See, I'm telling you, I went too specific. Should I, should I give you a different question? No. I feel bad for being too specific. I mean... I don't think it's too specific. I just don't know. All right. Because there are going to be ones on here that you just don't know, so I think it's okay. Okay. Here, here I'll give you what I wrote down. Okay. 1953, mm-hmm. 1959, mm-hmm. 1963, mm-hmm. 1968. I think you're trying to bait and switch me because the 68 is different than the other ones. It's the only one that ends. Hmm. See, because there's two threes at the end, mm-hmm. so it's not those. <laughs> this is how my brain works. I have literally zero idea and no <laughs> any like frame of reference from which to guess, so I'm gonna guess C actually, because lucky letter. You got it correct. Woo! Always it guess is C. 1963. <laughs> I wrote the reason I put fifty three and sixty three, fifty three was the first year of the Corvette. Is oh, you I, were trying to trip me up with my knowledge of that? No, I just put that <laughs> for my own amusement. So I thought that one was too specific oh, that was round one. I wrote down the wrong one. That's okay. Um I wrote that down because I thought I'd get you, and you got it on a guess. Total guess. Round two. Question number two for Matt. The category is One Direction. You okay. knew this was coming. I should have. Didn't you know that the question of this, this category was coming? The question is, which One Direction member has a tattoo that are lyrics from Sweet Disposition by The Temper Trap? 
A. Niall. B. Louis. C. Liam. D. Harry. Louis. Ah. Harry has "Don't stop till we surrender" on his oh, arm. Oh, but Louis has the most tattoos, right? Mm, probably Harry. Oh, they're they're probably pretty close though. Oh. Harry has most of them are tiny. Oh, but I think Harry has more. If I would have asked who has a butterfly tattoo, would you know? Why would I know that? Harry has a giant butterfly right here. Oh, did he lose a bet or something? No, but some of his other tattoos are from. He has a Green Bay Packers logo that he <laughs> lost a bet for, and then. When they were on James Corden's show that mm-hmm. one time, they played that, like, roulette game, and Harry had to get a Late Late Show tattoo on his arm. Oh. And probably several others. Did so, you think I would just make a Louis question? Because I would just... No, I, I just thought that Louis had the most mm-hmm. tattoos, and I figured the odds were in my favor. It wasn't a bad guess. Niall has no tattoos, so it's a good thing that you didn't guess him. Okay. I don't have any tattoos. Do I need to get tattoos to yep. be a rock and roll star? Yep. I, the only one that I've decided that I want is the portable hole. You just got to get used to explaining it to people. I know. I'd also have to get it colored in, or it wouldn't work right. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. well, you wouldn't have just like the outline, and then like the little lines that show it's going like down. Oh yeah. Question two on the Beck song "Go It Alone" from the album Wero. Uh, this is classic Beck now, not this newfangled pop Beck. Which famous musician? Plays the bass guitar. Okay. 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 Here are your choices. Okay. Flea. Okay. John Paul Jones. A Fled Zeppelin. Jack White. Or Paul McCartney. Mm. Does Jack White play bass? Yeah, he does. I was going to say, if you put non-bassists in there, I had a good feeling about myself to be able to remember which, which were and which weren't. But you picked all. I wish it was Paul. How cool. But I feel like... I feel like you just needed another bass player. I feel like it wouldn't be Paul. But it would be really cool if it was. You're smirking. If I keep talking, <laughs> you'll give yourself away. Uh, I'm not a good poker player if you... <laughs> Sounds like something Jack White would do. They're kind of contemporaries. Him and Beck, they're like the same age-ish, probably, right? They're like 40. Probably. I mean, I think Jack's, like, older than that. Oh. I think they're older than we think they are. Maybe. All these guys from, like, the 90s are in their 50s now. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> or was it Flea? Did he take a break from the Wild Thornberries and go record a, a track with Beck? You know, um, You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette? Yeah. That's Flea. Is that Flea? Yeah. Mm. Which I didn't know till like, five years after hearing that song the first time. And I was like, oh, that's why that bass line is... A banger. Oh. I, I would have never known. I guess Flea. It's Jack White. No! You put two C's in a row, you jerk. <clears throat> <laughs> Did you pick all C's to mess with me? No. <laughs> I, I picked those two, and then I was like, oh, I should pick another <laughs> I tried to mix... I tried to mix them up, and then I kept feel. I felt like I kept putting it on the same... Yeah. Even though they were all mixed up. Anyway. What's funny is, I wrote James Jamerson... As number one, because he's my guy. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, he's too old. Yeah. That'll that'll be a dead giveaway that it's not it. So I wrote Flea, because he's contemporary. More, yeah. Ha-ha. All right. You got me. Are we ready for round three? Round three. The points are Ivy one, Matt zero, in round three now. Coming at you with question three. All right. The category is high school musical. Oh, no. Question three. What holiday is it when Troy and Gabriella first meet in High School Musical? A. Christmas Eve. B. Halloween. C. New Year's Eve. D. Valentine's Day. It's not Christmas or New Year's because they wouldn't be in school. So I'm going to say Halloween. No! It's New Year's Eve, Matt. What? They're at a ski lodge on New Year's Eve because she moves to school in the middle of the year. <sighs> Because it's basketball season, Matt. Oh, that's tricky. <laughs> oh, oh. They that sing was... karaoke together. In my own defense, I've never seen High School Musical. And, and that is just a failure on my part. See, we got to start trading on and off. You have all these movies that you tell me I have to watch, and you got to watch a High School Musical for every I... one of those that I watch. I'm sorry. You had my Citizen Kane DVD for three years and never watched it. Nope. Okay. Um, so now, round three. Which of these 
classic Motown tunes did James Jamerson not play bass on? <laughs> relevant to your interests. Relevant to my this interests. This is the most relevant to your interests question you're going to ask me. It is. Most definitely. Number one, Darwin D or the Jackson 5. Okay. I guess A. B, Sign Sealed Delivered, Stevie Wonder. C, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell. D, For Once in My Life, Stevie Wonder. It's For Once in My Life. That's what he did not? That's the question. Yeah. Okay. You're incorrect. Didn't we look it up the other night? Yeah. And you said it was somebody else. No. I said I thought it was somebody else. It wasn't for once in my life, it was the other song. That is your trick question? No, that's not my trick question. Oh. You got it wrong. It's Sign Seal Delivered. I thought for sure. Sign Seal Delivered is Bob Babbitt. And that's who I thought was playing bass on that other song. I don't remember which song it was. It was like the third or fourth song on that album. Because I said it sounded All too right. tight to be James Jamerson. I he, misremembered. He's usually a little woofier sounding. I don't, I think you made that up. There's no, you can't we had tell that conversation. I can't Yeah, we had the conversation. I remember you saying like, oh, I thought it was James Jamerson and it wasn't. No. I thought it was Bob Babbitt and it was Jamerson. I think <laughs> that you're lying. I remember that conversation going very differently. <laughs> Question number four. The category is makeup. Which of these eyeshadow palette names did I just completely make up? <laughs> which of these is not a real This is my favorite palette? question so far. Okay. So which of these is not a real makeup item you can buy? Okay. A, a set of eyeshadows. Okay. A, the naked palette. B, the deep space palette. C, the chocolate gold palette. Or D, the subculture palette. Deep space. You cheater. What? Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> How did you come to that conclusion? Um, the rest of them seemed strange, but just strange enough to be trendy. Okay. Deep Space sounds a little bit... I mean, I guess if unless you wanted to, like... If it was, like, green, and you wanted to... I mean, I kept trying anyway. to think of ones that were, like, something different from all the rest of those, and I looked up, like, Moondust, and there is one. And I looked up, like, Stardust, and there is one. And there's, like... The Milky Way palette, there is one. Oh. I was just trying to think of something that was like a different theme than the I rest. guess that was a good guess, then. It was a good guess. A point for you. Point for me. So now it's one to one. Let's do... This is a Disney category. You should get this one. I'm going to be upset. Why would, why would you write a Disney question and not think I would know? Because it's... it's I want I wanted to quiz you. We'll see. It's a quiz game. Which of these films... Does not feature voice acting from Sterling Holloway. I can do this. <laughs> I have faith in me. The Aristocats, Pinocchio, Dumbo, or Alice in Wonderland? Pinocchio. Yes. Very good. Because he is Roquefort, and he is... What were the other ones? Uh, Dumbo. Dumbo, he's the stork. Mm-hmm. And what's the last one? Alice in Wonderland. Uh... Which one is he in that? The, the mouse? No. See, that's the one I was hoping was going to trick you up and you were going to forget about no, it. No, he's the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, he's yeah. the Cheshire Cat. I wanted to put Jungle Book, but that's too obvious. Yes. I should have put Winnie the Pooh. That would have that been too obvious and you would have... I would have forgotten that he's Winnie the Pooh? No. Yes. All right. Right? I don't know. If we haven't discussed it before, Sterling Holloway is my favorite character in every Disney movie. <laughs> They should just start putting him in in all the Disney movies. They should have just done a movie with only him. <laughs> he played all the characters. Yeah. All of his characters in a crossover movie. Whoa! Ah. Question number five. Final round unless we need a tiebreaker, correct? Yes. Okay. It's it's two to one now. So I have to get this one. You have to get the next one wrong. Woohoo! Uh, question number five. The category is Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, when there's a Dementor around, you cast the Patronus spell, and light animal comes out of your wand to protect you. Everybody's animal is different. What is Harry Potter's? It's a deer. I didn't even give you the choices yet. It's a deer. A, lion. B, deer. C, wolf. 
D, owl. That's a deer. You're right. Yeah. I almost had a harder Harry Potter question. I changed it. I've seen enough of the movies to know that that's the thing. If I would have asked what is Harry Potter's most used spell, would you have known it? Expecto Patronum? It's Expelliarmus. I know. Anywho. So question five. This is another music question. And it is, topic is, I guess Beatles, but... Why did you pick topics that I know things about? That wasn't the game. Because cause I don't know if you're going to know this one. This is post-Beatles okay. Beatles. <laughs> All right. Which famous musician appears uncredited on the George Harrison solo album, All Things Must Pass? Uncredited. Mm-hmm. A, Peter Frampton. B, Paul McCartney. C, Jimi Hendrix. D, Eric Clapton. I think Clapton's credited on it. I think it's Frampo. <laughs> Frampo? Yeah. You are correct. Yay! That was that was my trick question, because I thought you would go, oh, it's Clapton. I know it's Clapton. No, he's on the, he's probably credited, isn't he? How did he? you get so many points? I don't know. Because you probably just gave me one for the one you just got right. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Three to two, right? Yep. Yes, Eric Clapton is credited on there. Paul McCartney was not invited. <laughs> not invited to the party that Both. literally everyone else was invited to. Wasn't Ringo there, though? Yeah, Ringo played drums. That's what I thought. Ringo played drums? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a song about an octopus. All right. Ivy wins three to two. What was your bonus round question? I gotta know. I was just gonna say, you wanna ask bonus questions for fun? Yeah. For funsies. My bonus question is uh, complete the lyrics to this classic Hillary Duff song called <laughs> Come Clean. If you heard the song? No. Good. Uh, the first you know, line of the chorus is yeah. let the rain fall down and blank my dreams. Fill in the blank. Okay. A wash. B, quench, C, wake, and D, bring. Wash. Yes. Yeah. No. Wash? What? No, it's wake. You lied to me. <laughs> that was mean. I didn't hear it right. It's wake. All right. Wake my dreams. All right, my bonus question was, which of these people did not appear on Seinfeld? That's a good question. Brian Cranston. No, he was on it. John Voight. Sarah Silverman. Conan O'Brien. Conan was bopping around that time, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. No, it's B. It's Conan. No! John Foyt has like a one-line cameo. Oh. There's a whole episode <laughs> where George buys John Voight's car. Oh. But it's J-O-H-N Voight. Oh. And so, so like... So he appears as himself. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he appears as himself. And he says like says something about I bought your car but then they look at the title and it's or they they like find a planner or something and it's J O H N Voight I don't get it John Voight the actor is J O N Yeah so why is it spelled different Cuz it's not actually John Voight the actor's car the the oh. the car salesman sold George on the car based on the fact that it was John Voight's oh, car Oh I understand now Yeah but it's But they meet him anyway Yeah He's there. <laughs> He's there at the end of the episode. Okay. I get it now. All right. That, okay. was, that was our game. Ivy wins. Ivy wins most of the games. Well, I, I won last week, like didn't I? Yes, you did. All right. But that's about it for us. If you like that game, let us know and we'll try it again sometime. Yeah. Thinking of multiple choice questions is a lot harder than it seems. I'll try to come up with more generic questions that weren't so specific to I don't... only my interests. That's the point of the game, Matt. I guess so. <laughs> That's what you were supposed to do. Okay. You did it right. All right. You did it wrong when you asked about Disney and the Beatles, because I know those things. The the George Harrison one was pretty good. Well, yeah. I did good there. Okay. I was hoping I was going to trip you up, but I didn't. So, if you're sitting around uh, and you have any ideas for the podcast and you want to let us know, you can hit us up on any social media platform of your choosing, except for the only three that we're on is Facebook <laughs> and Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at sleepingsituation at gmail.com. Uh, text us if you're our friends or whatever. 
And it would also make us really happy if you would subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review saying how much you love our thrilling games and how much you await us in your subscription box every week. Yes. We'll catch you next week, then. See you later. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.